to the Dauntless Grace Exchange. I'm Megan. And I'm Deidre. And today we have a guest with us, Pastor Jennifer Lynn. She is joining us from out of state, actually, although we have met in person before. Um, I'm going to let her share just a little bit with you about her own life and um, a little bit about her family. Where are you from? And then we'll jump into some of the good stuff. Perfect. So thanks for having me. First of all, it's fun. I'm excited. Um, nervous, but you know, that probably comes with it all. Um, so I live in Michigan in a small town. Um, we have about 6,000 people here, so it's pretty small. I mean, if you don't know someone, then someone knows the person, (laughs) someone, you know, knows the person. So, um, we're in a small town. I have, um, three boys, something ridiculous right now. You were in Eastern time. And so when you just said Michigan, that really threw me. Cause I was like, hold up, wait, I don't think I know my geography well enough. (laughs) (laughs) Not for time zones. Who knows their geography for time zones? (laughs) Okay. Starting to learn it. I don't know that at all. Um, so Anyhow, I have three boys, um, 16, 11, and eight, and my husband is Lee. We've been married for a long time. I don't know, since 2008. So, you know, you lose count over the years. It's like, well, we've been, we're married. Um, and then I have been a dental hygienist for also years. And then I got into ministry in kind of in 2008 and just kind of, uh, started my ministry journey. Um, you know, ministry just continues. So, um, I ended up taking classes through the Wesleyan church to become uh, licensed. And then I got my ordination finished up with the free Methodist church. So, and that's that's recently, right? Like right before. Yeah. Like last August I was ordained. So I've been a lead pastor now, um, at our church since last May during COVID. Mm-hmm. So that was a weird, uh, transition. Yeah. <laughs> it was a weird transition time when, you know, your church is closed down. For, yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, so that's kind of, um, me, my life. We're so glad to have you here. And now I know you live in Michigan. I feel like I probably, yeah, before. <laughs> that's okay. Michigan. That's right. I thought you were like a time zone behind us until today. So I clearly don't even, I didn't know you were in Michigan either. So I have no idea what's going on. Do you guys live? Cause I know like you've worked at Greenville university, right? And so yeah. we have a Greenville like 20 minutes away from us. So I'm like, Oh, the Greenville girls. That's what I think of you guys. as. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, there, I thought you were going to ask about time zones. And cause there is that those places that like in Indiana where uh, you don't know which one you're in daylight savings or not. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, our listeners don't care about our time zone. So we're just, no, but I forgot how you two met. I'm guessing it was something through the free Methodist, free Methodist world. Yeah. Probably 2018 or 2019. When I went to starting strong out at the Indianapolis, the free Methodist headquarters, I think that's where we met. You were there yeah. the new pastor and finishing your ordination. And I was representing the college and just kind of yeah. serving people. Yeah. And I've only met you virtually because you actually did one of our, um, what our Dauntless Grace virtual virtual small groups. Yeah. 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 And you brought some friends in from your church that we got to meet too. So that was really fun. Yeah. And I can't wait to come to the Dauntless Grace, like, uh, the retreat. Yes. Thank you. The retreat. So in November, so I'm coming to that too. So Megan, we can actually like, you know, 
Neat. (laughs) That's going to be so fun. We keep having guests on recently where they are coming to the the retreat. And so we're trying to plug like, Hey, if you like what you're hearing, you can come meet this celebrity now. So (laughs) guys, if you want to come meet Jennifer, come to Colorado in November. Yes, I will be there. (laughs) And speaking of that, it means that if you're an Enneagram nine, you might get to hang out a little bit more with her. So let's, Mm -hmm. let's talk a little bit about your Enneagram type. Yes. How long have Go you like, been on that journey? Like, when did you start learning about it? What made you just sure that you were a nine versus another number? Um, I really didn't learn about it much until you guys came along. Um, I had heard about it just prior to that because it started becoming, I feel like, a thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so once you guys had the small group and then really kind of connected me with a nine. So I, you know, relate to other numbers, but for sure a nine is like, yep, that's definitely um, me. Things that I can really relate with a nine would be, which basically everything, but like things that really stick out to me that I utilize kind of on a daily basis of like, well, this is because I'm a nine would be I'm definitely a peacemaker. I don't like to hurt and be hurt. I like people to like me and not be mad at me. Um, Also, I'm very, um, (laughs) like, I have a lot of things going on all the time. And so um, I get sidetracked easy. Mm. So then I become overwhelmed with the things that I was starting to do and then didn't do. And so it's like called sloth like, and I always thought like, gosh, I just feel so lazy, but it's not, it's like, I'm overwhelmed with the things. And so I just choose to like kind of shut down. Um, but I'm yeah, productive, but never finish, (laughs) um, until I procrastinate to like finish it and get it done. Um, so yeah, that's kind of, um, the things that I completely lean into as a nine. I'm like, well, this is cause I'm a nine. So as a four, who's like in the same stance as a nine, the doing repressed, I totally relate to everything that you just said. Like when there's too much stuff and it gets overwhelming and then it's hard to prioritize what to focus on and it's easier just to kind of withdraw. I get that. Yes, absolutely. And that's, difficult. We, um, just talked last episode about the idea of kind of leaning into discomfort, but how all of our different types maybe do that in different ways. Like what we're afraid of is going to be different, you know, which, so like Megan was saying as a four, she is afraid to go into a space where she doesn't just know how to be where she assumes other people already just know, like you're, you're going to do an activity and people just know how to engage and like something must be wrong with me that I don't know how to do that. Or what if I do it wrong or whatever? Also, um, we're just a little bit rebellious by nature and we don't want to do the forced activity. Yes. Okay. Maybe that too. <laughs> and then, but like for me, my, my discomfort's going to be like, am I going to, um, am I going to show up well here? You know, like, I mean, kind of the same fear, but for different reasons. And so what I have to do, like so many things in my life I've quit because the first part of having to practice it in front of people made me look like I wasn't like fully mature and perfect and all of this. And I would quit things, even though it was just part of the journey of learning, you know, just discovery and progress and all of that. So I'm curious what that looks like for you. Cause you were saying like doing repression, what does that look like when you, um, have to go somewhere that you don't want to go, or you don't know people or something like this, like a retreat or a work scenario. Um, I am 
Well, I feel this might go into being like extroverted and introverted, but I've always felt like I've been extroverted. Um, however, COVID has made me feel more introverted. <laughs> like I like now to be by myself and, you know, I kind of like that now. Um, some of that could be just ministry and I'm around people a lot. Like, I don't know what it is, but, um, I've always been extroverted. So as far as like the retreat, I'm actually super excited. I love people. It does recharge me. Um, I feel like if I put time into a situation like that and it's going to be for the Lord, um, where I can completely focus on him, I know it's going to be good for my soul. So it makes me more excited than not knowing people or whatever. Now, I like to be in a room of strangers and be quiet. Like I'm not going to be the first one to talk. I will definitely let a different number do that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think that kind of tracks for nines because in places where you are in security, you're going to be energized by the energy of groups, you know, Mm -hmm. um, that's kind of how nines do get energized. If you're just sitting at home, you're probably not thinking of all the things that you would want to get up and start doing if you're alone versus if you were in a group and you're kind of picking up on that group energy. So that kind of makes sense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. So what are the spaces where it is like more uncomfortable to walk into then if it's not necessarily like a social situation, what are those, what, what are the areas where you have to choose discomfort? Hmm. Um, I would say, um, places where I can easily self-doubt myself. Mm -hmm. So actually, um, stepping into, uh, the pulpit makes me more nervous. Um, not nervous as in like butterflies, but nervous as like self-critiquing, you don't know what you're talking about. Kind of that self-doubt really, um, comes into place big time. Um, going to the gym is a great, um, I guess example. Um, I'm always more like everyone here knows exactly what they're doing. And I've been there for almost 10 months, but it's still like, you know, everyone else still just has it more together than me. And I just feel more doubtful. Um, I signed up for a Spartan race. So it's my first race down, um, in Tennessee. Um, and that's in October and that's a place I'm nervous because I don't know what to expect. I've never been there, never been to one. I don't know (laughs) anything about it going in blind like that. I'm more nervous about something like that where my doubt will definitely defeat me, I guess. I think that tracks because a nine in stress can, you know, kind of go to that six line where there is a little bit more self-doubt that comes into play. So a situation that feels new would probably be pretty stressful for a nine because how do you interact in a new situation? Or even the thing that you said about like going onto the pulpit, like it seems like ministry is a place where you really shine, where that's a secure place. But if actually preaching is, can be a little bit stressful, then it makes sense that that self-doubt can rise up in that space too. I think too, it's like the pressure, it's the pressure of it all. You know, there's just so much pressure and everyone expects your, like people's expectations are so high for you in that situation. But 
or my expectations, depending on the situation. Um, but with expectations being so high for me, that's really kind of where I struggle with doubt for sure. You use the word pressure, which I think is interesting. I'm not sure. Um, like another number that might deal with self-doubt might not use that word. So that's interesting. What, what does that like mean to you? How does it, I don't know how to ask that better. (laughs) Probably. I don't even know if I track it all with a one, but I would say perfectionism definitely would be where that comes in. Okay. Yeah. So pressure would be, um, having to perform, having to do well, um, and make it, I guess, resonate with people or, um, you know, anything just, yeah, I guess it would be more performance and perfectionism, not performance of like, how well did I speak, but like, just did this. Yeah. Even make sense. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I think, um, one of the things that nines fear is being drawn into conflict. Right. And so that kind of is interesting when you're like, when you're in a position where you have no choice, but to go forward with what you've committed to, it's just an interesting word to me to say pressure. Like I would think of it in the same way, but for me, it would be more um, of a stress, you know, that I wasn't going to do it perfectly where for you, it's kind of like, are they going to be okay with what I'm presenting as who I am here? You know, just a little right. different. It's always interesting. Yeah. Just the, the small nuances between one number, and another for why or how you would say it. But I just thought that word pressure was interesting and wanted to highlight it in case there's another nine listening and they're like, Ooh, I feel that too. But I wonder if that's not a little bit of just, I've been pulled into something where there's no escape from it now. And so, okay, like I have to do this and I can't withdraw, you know? Yeah, it is. It's the pressure of, I, in more of my own pressure. I mean, it's not, I don't feel that from anybody at the church or you're not throwing tomatoes. It's all about putting it on myself. Yeah. My husband would tell you that you do that to yourself. Yeah. (laughs) Do you know his Enneagram number? I'm not sure. I think we talked about it in the small group before, and I feel like we might've pinned him at a four, but I'm really not sure. Interesting. Okay. So one of the things that we wanted you to just share with our listeners a little bit before we wrap up, I don't feel like we've been on here very long. Maybe we need longer to talk, but um, just a little bit about like new seasons of life. Like you really changed course mid life, you know, to a new career almost. Um, Well, not almost you did, Uh, but just all of that, you know, um, as, as we raise children, we go through those seasons where, you know, parenting looks different as we, whether it's work or ministry or just other relationships in our lives. Just wondering what kind of wisdom from your pastoral side and you're just living it yourself side would bring for people to engage with, you know, leaning into what God has for you in new seasons? Um, I feel like seasons are always changing. I mean, we know that, um, we see it even outside. Um, well we do in Michigan, (laughs) we see all four seasons here in Michigan. So it's amazing. Um, but I feel like, um, I have gone through, well, I was a single mom for, um, a while. Um, and I was young. And so I had the season of like not living for God in my life and, um, knowing who God was, but not living for him. Yeah. And then, um, also 
I went through the phase of now I'm a diehard Christian and we are going to be that family who always is going to church and doing the things. And so um, then it went from just participating to we're doing ministry now. And so this is what we are um, all through, of course, my dental hygiene career. So I was like in and out of working four days a week and sometimes working three. And then I dropped down to one and then I'd go back up to two. I mean, it really just kind of fluctuated through the years. Um, and I feel like the Lord has really just prepared me completely for ministry. Um, in the last couple of years, I've heard the Lord say, um, I've called you to ministry. (laughs) That is what you need to be focusing on. And it's been hard to let dental hygiene go just as an example for a season. Um, I ended up uh, dropping, I was working one day, but I ended up dropping it down um, as you girls know, but um, it's hard to let go. I think that's one thing in the seasons that we need to, I think, lean into. Um, We need to grieve our losses. Um, It's hard to, not close a chapter per se. Um, I mean, I'm still working in a dental office sometimes, but, um, I feel like we always need to grieve our losses. Um, another season that just happened in our household is, um, my youngest son just went to a new elementary school, like still in our district, but he started the next building. And then my middle son started the middle school. And then my oldest started his senior year. And so I've had to just pause Mm. and grieve the loss of um, our first elementary school. We're not there anymore. And it sounds so like minor and little, but really it's good to take time to pause and say, you know, how do I feel about that? Um, how is this changing my life? What does this look like for me now? Um, where are we going, you know, um, to look for the future? So I would say, um, with all seasons to take time to let go and just kind of feel the feelings as it's all happening. That's really good. I I think sometimes that we don't take time to do that. And then we get hit with something that we aren't prepared to process. And so there's some big moments in life that come and we're not ready for them. And we don't do those well because we haven't learned how to grieve properly the little things. So that's really good. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it can be super small. I mean, like I said, it's just an elementary school, big deal, but like, it's a, it's a big deal. I mean, it changes your life. It, there's something about the school and the people that we're connected to. And not like, I'm never going to see these people again, you know, we're in the community, but it's the point of like the loss of not being there. And so, although people think things are maybe not such a big deal, I feel like the little things, especially if they pile on, um, especially maybe for a woman, um, it matters. It all matters. So I just think allowing yourself the time. That's good. That's been important in my life. Anyhow, I'm getting notifications for today for now. (laughs) (laughs) We, we changed our time. Sorry. Um, you said though, that it has prepared you for this season. And so I think doing the, the due diligence of that, Megan, and I actually were just talking about that earlier this week when we're in a season, especially one that isn't as fun as other seasons. And we're like, 
it's so important to ask, Lord, what are you doing to prepare something in me right now? Like, what is the part you're working on in me in this? Or what is something that I need to learn here to take into the next day? And not that we're just wishing away our days, but um, being mindful and being intentional is important, whatever that looks like. So I think that's a good lesson for all. I was going to say, Jennifer, I think you're preaching to me right now. I think that was a word I needed to hear right now too. After what Deidre said to me yesterday about all that and now hearing you, I'm like, all right, I'm in a season. I'm not entirely sure I want to be in at the moment, but. Right. So for me, I, I had talked to you guys in preparation for this a while ago, but um, about five to six years ago, I went through major depression, um, like suicidal not good. Um, I needed to go and get help. Um, so I did (laughs) just to be clear. Um, and who ever would think that a season like that is for something? I mean, you're like, why, or, um, how can I even, I was thinking during all of that, like, how can I even get to this point in my life? Like, how did I even have this happen? How did I, how did this happen? It's so subtle, um, and over such a long period of time, but it's like, how did this happen? But through it all, and of course, hindsight is 2020 and you see it now, but it's really like, God is always preparing us. He doesn't leave us. He never forsakes us. He's, you know, always with us, um, close to the brokenhearted. And so he's always preparing us for what's next. And I feel like, that specific part of my life was, of course, I needed to probably go through to strengthen my faith and my relationship with the Lord, of course, for full-time ministry. I mean, I never five years ago thought I would be a lead pastor like ever. I mean, it just was never in my realm of imagination. Um, And so I do feel like Megan, you just said things that we don't, seasons we don't want to be in. Um, they're challenging, of course, um, but they're always going to move us closer to God if we allow that to happen. Yeah, that's so good. I think that's a beautiful note to end on because we need to remember that. Because I promise that all of us have some area in our life right now that's challenging, even if the whole season of our life isn't hard right now. Um, but some of us really are in hard seasons and needing to grieve and process loss. But also, we Excellent. can keep talking because I love your accent. It's so fun. <laughs> I have an accent. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like the Minnesota, but you're yeah, from yeah. Michigan. Yeah. <laughs> really? <laughs> I don't know. Do we not sound like Southern Illinoisans? <laughs> well, we're not, not in really. Southern Illinois. We're in Central Illinois. But um, so oh, no. But it's you so sound funny. normal to me. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. This is a total side note and off topic. But I'm reading a series of books right now, and they keep talking about these characters who are coming in with their flat Midwestern accents. And I'm like, I don't know what that means. But then they're like, uh, like actually phonetically spelling out some of the words, and I'm like, oh, I just heard it. Like you're doing it. I. Maybe that's a more Northern Midwestern thing. I don't know. It's kind of funny. Yeah. Now I don't want to talk. <laughs> no, I love it. No, it's we were complimenting you. <laughs> it is definitely. I'm just kidding. Yeah. All right. So here's the last pitch. Anybody who wants to meet Jennifer in person or us, because we're amazing too, whatever. Come, yes, to, you are. come to Colorado in November. Do it. Yes. I'm excited. I can't wait.
I have to register, but I can't wait. I'm, <laughs> she's I'm getting to, to it. She's getting to I it. I am. I'm doing it. So, and I'm bringing in a friend and she's yeah. amazing too. So. Oh, yes. Yeah. I'm excited to meet her. All right. See y'all later. Thank you. And that wraps up another episode of the Dauntless Grace Exchange. You can follow us on social media to stay connected. We're on Instagram at Dauntless Grace Ministries and our Facebook page is Dauntless Grace. And you can join the conversation in our Facebook group at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash team DGM. For more about the Enneagram, visit our website at dauntlessgrace.org for information and pricing about individual coaching sessions. And we even offer virtual and in-person staff training opportunities for your organization. You can also follow me on Instagram at Enneagram Megan. And be sure to check out our website for more information about today's podcast at dauntlessgrace.org. And while you're there, check out our retreat for this November 2021 in Colorado. We have registration live and we would love to see you there.